my wife usually waxes me. Oh, boy. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. My co-host, Pat Gennetti, is off Pat so tonight I have two awesome rotating Mickey Dude commentators with me. Currently in New Jersey, we have Joe Quattrochi. Hello, Dave, from the Garden State. Hello, Joe, from the Empire State. See, I threw you a uh, curveball there. You were waiting for me to I, maybe... I was waiting for an insult of... to come back. Exactly, I know you were, <laughs> and I decided to take the high road on that. And speaking of high road, well, I have the better city, but uh, from Chicago, we have Tim Sweska. Well, folks, good news and bad news. The good news is Tomorrowland Speedway is still open. The bad news is it's $25 to park. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. (laughs) We were talking before we uh, got on um, our recording today, and Joe has a very interesting uh, prediction for the end of the year. Joe... Share your prediction that you just shared before we started this recording with the audience. Dave, I don't know if I want to Go for it. share that because will Disney get the idea? I'm sure they've already thought of it, of but I don't, wanna, I, don't, I don't want to be held responsible in the Disney blogosphere for this. But should I really sh- share it? At this point, if you don't say it, someone else is going to say it. All right, yeah. So, I mean, I'm predicting by the end of the year that annual pass holder parking will no longer be free. That they will be charging for annual pass holder parking in the parks, mainly because I guarantee that you are going to see uh, random vehicles left all over Walt Disney World property, such as Magic Kingdom, Epcot parking lot. Like if you're staying at the Polynesian, just leave your car in the Magic Kingdom parking lot as your annual pass holder. Just wheel your luggage through. That's it. Save yourself 180 bucks for a week in parking. You see, I think maybe one night you might be able to get away with that, but. I think that they're going to get wise to that and they're going to have some type of database or something and you know they can just p- put in your plate in the database and it will tell you okay this is this car belongs to so and so who's staying at the Grand Floridian and if they don't if it doesn't come up at that point they're just going to tell you so I think I mean I mean once way, in a while you got us by the you know what once in a while, you'll see a random car. Like when I was running, uh, training for my marathon this past year, I was running the Magic Kingdom parking lots. And once in a while, you'd see a random, a few random vehicles parked throughout the Magic Kingdom TTC parking lot. And you're like, oh, and Disney just left them alone. But once they're going to have to start towing vehicles because they're going to have dozens of vehicles just sitting around, I guarantee you this will uh, they'll put the, kib- the kibosh on that. I think it's going to be an issue at Magic Kingdom. Where they'll probably give you a grace, at least for one night, is Epcot. Because I've seen a lot of people, and I've done it myself. I've gone to Epcot, I've had a little bit too much to drink, and at that point, it's like, okay, there is no way I'm able to get behind the wheel of a car at this point. So, 
I have literally left my car in the Epcot parking lot and taken an Uber back to the hotel because I should not be on the road at that point. If Epcot is known for drinking around the world and all these other things at that point, I think they're going to have to extend you a grace at Epcot at least for a day. I, and I really hope that this isn't the case because there's many times when, you know, as everybody here listens to the show, I'm back and forth between Florida and New Jersey. And me and my wife do many day trips to, you know, you go for like a few hours to the Magic Kingdom, we'll have, we'll grab a bite to eat and then we'll head home. And one of the things that, you know, is nice, we just go, we park for free and we just do our thing. And we also have universal seasonal passes and those are coming up soon. We're probably not going to renew those. But one of the reasons why we don't go to Universal as much is that they do charge you to park. And if we're only going to go for a few hours, and if the weather doesn't cooperate, you know, it rains a lot in Central Florida at certain times of the year, you know, we just, we don't feel like we lost anything. It's like, okay, we'll just, we're lucky if we could drive the hour back to Daytona Beach and, and go home. And if you're starting to charge $25 to park, it's kind of like, ugh, you know, it's still the extra expense on top of it. So, you know, it just kind of will be a little bit of a deferral. And if that is the case, it might affect our, our touring plans. If that does become the case one of these days, which... I hope that's not the case, however, but, you know, Disney's going to close every loophole possible. I just having a feeling I was thinking about it in a car ride home today from work. So I figured I'd bring it up to uh, turn to, during uh, tonight's show. Well, especially with the way things are going, I think one of the questions that has to be asked by consumers at this point is what perks, if any, are left for staying on property, for becoming an annual pass holder, if, if these things should happen? Where's where's your incentive? Where's your incentive to actually stay on grounds, other than the convenience of maybe the Ma- of Magical Express, and really that's, boy, that's reaching. That's, well, I have that's a, really reaching at this point. I have a friend, uh, Hi Jeanette. She's a uh, DVC member, and I was talking to her about DVC, and she got in right at the beginning, pretty much, and she would say that if she was looking to get into DVC now based on what she got back then to now. She's like, there was no way I would join DVC now. See, I mean, and that's that's saying something. You're talking about a long-time customer. And the I'll never forget seeing a stat a while of, It's been a while back. I was reading a, I was reading a book on the Magic Kingdom and uh, and Epcot and the various uh, the, the Florida parks. And a very interesting stat that Almost seventy percent of your guests there are return guests, so you're you're talking about you have a loyal base. When you start nickel and diming and start instead of trying to treat your loyal base as customers and you start treating them as just you know walking cash machines, that's that's when you start to have a problem. I mean, you I think even you can have actually just take a look at economics one hundred and one by the way things have gone. In, in the country when you saw the pop-up of the franchise restaurant. You saw the the advent, you know, you saw the, the rise and fall of that, where people went away from Main Street USA, they went away from the Greasy Spoons, and they went to the TGI Fridays, the Ruby Tuesdays, the Hula Hands, the Bennigans, because they had something new, they had something unique, they had something quirky to offer. Then they all started to try to figure out how to stay ahead of each other, and cut those corners and still make that great bottom line, and you saw a decline. You saw all it was was, oh, well, you don't have a fun menu. You just have a bunch of stuff off a Cisco, a Cisco food truck. And now you see the advent of people coming back around to where you see the fresh food again. You see the Main Street USA places, 
the mom and pop diners, the local restaurants. I, people, you know, people learn their lesson. Uh, people always, eventually, learn their lesson when it comes to economics. And, I mean, Disney may be teaching themselves a lesson at this point. And it's funny, too. We were talking before, um, I'm sorry, Dave. We were talking before we came on about, you know, how expensive things are. And, you know, I mean, this, in the grand scheme of things, this might be a lot for some people. And, you know, for us, I think we all do pretty well for ourselves. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If we really want to go on vacation, we're going to go. However, you know, it's getting to the point now. It's like, well, do I take, is it so expensive now? Like, where they're just nickel and diming you on every little thing? Like, do you start to look, start doing other things? Like we were saying, like if a Disney vacation, like look, I have DVC, so you know I've already paid into the the program, and I just pay my maintenance every year. But if somebody who's on a, a you know a week long family vacation, it's costing two, three, four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars. I mean, when you're charging five, six hundred dollars for a night at yacht club or beach club or your know, contemporary or wherever not, you know you could go to like Europe for that money. You can go to like Hawaii. You can have a really nice all-inclusive vacation in the Caribbean somewhere or in Riviera Maya or wherever. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are other things to do. And it's like, you're not getting any more for, you know, a lot of attractions are broke now constantly. Monorails don't work half the time. The buses are not on schedule. Um, You know, the bathrooms are dirty. There's a lot of things going on and on about Disney, whether they used to be good and they're not good anymore. It's like for the money that you're paying, you're not really sometimes not getting that in return. So as much as I am a you know, pro Disney guy and pro DVC guy, and I love it. I love the place. I mean, I'm on the show with, with all my friends here. I'm on a round table over at Resort Loop. I've been guests on other shows. I love talking Disney World. I love talking DVC. But even if it gets to a point where you're just like, really? It gets hard, it gets hard to defend sometimes. And I think we're almost getting to that point now where like the common person who doesn't go to Disney all the time and they know you're a Disney person, you have to try to defend it. You're like, well, they really charge for this. You're just like, uh, they just started doing that. I guess. Yeah. And you have to, they're looking at you to explain why and you're like, I don't know. They're just greedy. You know, like I won't say greedy because they're a company. They're trying to make money, but you know, it's, there's a tasteful way of doing things and a not so tasteful way. I think right I, now they're kind of going down that not tasteful, not so tasteful way. I, I agree, Joe. I agree, Joe. It's and it's what you said about the little things, less significantly less plussing with charging significantly more money. That's that's what I see at this point. But also the one thing, especially if they're going to start all of this all inclusive and all the monitoring they're doing and really cut, you know, cracking down on cars and everything. I'm kind of curious because as as you said, it's their it's their job to make money. Are we going to see some new characters now? I mean, do we see like Checkpoint Charlie Mickey, you know? Do we see, you know, that's that's what I want to know. I mean, do we do we see, you know, com- Comrade Red Army Goofy? And then of course we need the conspiracy theorists, so we have to have Tinfoil Hat Donald, you know? I mean, we I thought well, what about a, there's a What about Duck with No Pants? We've got Tobator. So well, he's going to be he's going to be used quite a bit. Duck Duck cars. His, Duck, duck with duck with no pants. Uh, will will be will become duck with tinfoil hats. So, excellent. I don't know. All right, well, gentlemen, we did discuss this ad nauseum on the last show. So, Sorry. let's. Uh, Tim I Tim know, needed to get his crack in. So, <laughs> I totally I totally get it, and that's why it's therapy. I let it go because we are all still angry about this, yeah. and we will continue to be angry. And this is something that an issue that is not going to go away. I, so, just, I really want to see Mickey in like the big jack boots and everything. <laughs> oh, papers, please! Oh. 
Dave, you're a great host and producer for letting our friend Mr. Schweska <laughs> vent here on the show. Well, he was the most vocal about it, so I had to give him that little he time, his you know? Forum. You know, most don't make it to the fence, huh? Gosh. <laughs> Hey, Dave, why don't we talk about such an incredible summer that's coming up? I think that's a great idea. Well, we will, that's a great we will segue. do that in a second. But before we do that, I want to talk rumors. But before that, we need to have a word from our sponsor. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at dvcresalemarket.com. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, before we really get into the nitty-gritty of today's show discussing the upcoming summer events and actually a more positive turn on Disney for those people who are already going and haven't been completely alienated, let's just uh, look at some of the rumors that have been uh, circulating on the internet, uh, ones that we kind of know that are, yeah, you know what, these are just high in the sky and it's not going to happen and just they're laughable but they do warrant some discussion in the fact that we can just make fun of them in that way so the first would be a uh, overlay of the haunted mansion to Coco obviously not going to happen I would not be surprised to see Grand Fiesta Tour eventually become a uh, Coco-themed attraction. I actually think that uh, it would be uh, stupid if they didn't do that, actually. They can basically capitalize on the culture and actually make it more of what Epcot is about, at least in the Mexican pavilion at that point. And so, I mean, you could still have Mexican Donald outside and, and all, and maybe put the three caballeros somewhere else uh, just like a statue of them or something else but Coco will be a little bit more relevant but Haunted Mansion yeah no that's not going to happen thoughts well with the, in regards to the Haunted Mansion that's there's a few attractions in the Magic Kingdom that when I go on them 
And when I experience them, I'm like, wow, I'm really in Disney World right now. I get that 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 feeling. I'm like, wow, this is awesome, you know. One of them is Splash Mountain. It just brings back a lot of memories when I was a kid back in the late 80s, early 90s when it first opened. Uh, Space Mountain is one of them because this is my favorite attraction. But Haunted Mansion is definitely one of those attractions that when I'm on it, it's just old school Disney. It never gets old. I've always seen something different when I experience it. Like I'm always looking somewhere else and, and seeing something that I hadn't seen before. I'm still trying to figure out the whole illusion thing, even though I went on the Keys to the Kingdom tour and they explained it. I still don't understand how they do it with the you know, the reflections, with the, the, the people dancing. But if they were to touch that, you think there was a backlash about parking? <laughs> the internet would break if they touched Haunted Mansion. I mean, it's one of the, it's probably one of the most, if not the most popular attraction in Walt Disney World. And it would just be really bad if they. The only thing they should ever do to Haunted Mansion is fix that queue where everybody goes from like it goes from like nine lanes wide to one. That'd be the only thing I like to see fixed. But besides that, Dave, you're 100 percent right. If they were to um, insert Coco somewhere, I mean, obviously, um, Mex- the Mexican Pavilion makes the most sense. Uh, I love Three Caballeros. However, um, I don't think you're gonna have much of a backlash if you were to insert that. People, into that attraction. Yeah, people it's don't not know be, enough. You know, so... I, I mean, I'll, I'll still miss that attraction. I love singing along, you know, that three caballeros. You know, I don't need to sing it for oh. you guys to know, but, you know... No, no, please I, sing it, please. The three caballeros oh, yeah, yeah. were always together. So, you know, Oh, yeah. But, um... You have, you you have know, to you, love Panchito and, you know, Jose Carioca. And, you, know, you, you have to love all of them. You know, it's... Agreed, you know, but... who Who's, you know, besides... You're one of the first people I know that actually knows that song by heart, Joe. <laughs> I actually I mean, I know a drove of to work playing the playing the soundtrack to it today, because I was just stuck in traffic and I needed something to make me happy. So I played the Soren theme, and then when that ended and I was still stuck in traffic, I put on the Three Caballeros. Good choice. I mean, it's it's a fun attraction. I mean, I don't know, but it is. I love my Mexican small small world in that way, and. You can always get on it, so you just get on. You just, if you're in Epcot, you can. You're always guaranteed being able to ride one attraction because it's a walk-on, and it's just charming. Yeah, I mean, I love the old like '80s grainy VHS movies of the guys diving off like the cliffs and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, and then trying to so sell you things smoke. in the marketplace. And yeah, the chef, <laughs> the chef who obviously no like has something superimposed with him with the Donald. <laughs> Excuse me, have you seen that duck? I mean, it, it, I mean, tell me you don't laugh when like Donald like gets pulled by like the parachute and like his swimsuit comes up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, oh, come yeah. on, it's like hi, toots. <laughs> yeah, I can't do a Donald. I'm not even gonna attempt the Donald Duck event, but voice. But when he says hi, toots, it's it's just that. hilarious. I'm surprised people haven't gone to uh, guest services to complain about that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 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 coming. Just wait. Don will be part mm. of the patriarchy. <laughs> of course. Most definitely. Um, on a side note, uh, Joe, if you t- were to take the Marceline to Magic Kingdom tour, which I am planning to take this year, I do one tour a year, uh, rumor has it that you get to go behind the scenes of the Haunted Mansion and actually see that scene up close and stand nice. next to the animatronics. Oh, cool! Because honestly, I had no interest in seeing and uh, doing that tour whatsoever. I figured if I ever got to it, it was just one less, one left, and I'm like, okay, I want to do a tour this year. All right, I might as well do this one. Now I found out that you actually get to do that. 
Yeah, I'm all over that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. If anybody here has never done a, any kind of tour at Walt Disney World, I've done one, and it was actually really good. It was it was well done. The cast member was fantastic. Um, lunch was good. It was a great experience overall. So that is something that when they charge you extra for is worth the money. Which, by the way, uh, Marceline itself is a fantastic visit. Marceline is well, absolutely gorgeous. If they keep on nickel and diming us down in Orlando, I think maybe a trip to Marceline might be uh, in order. You know what? It's halfway. Uh, it's a little over halfway between uh, my uh, my my town right now and uh, Kansas City, and Kansas City's uh, and Kansas City. You can actually see uh, Walt's old Lapagram Studios and uh, the old house of Bellefontaine, where they uh, where uh, his dad moved the family to. Elias did. Kansas nice. City also has great food and an awesome zoo. So, <laughs> cool. And it's home to Kansas Speedway for all you NASCAR fans out there, so <laughs> which I've been to many times. Oh, that's right. Not yeah, like that tracks. Not like anybody cares, where, uh, you know. But <laughs> well, no, it's that, that tracks out by where uh, Sporting KC plays too. Those are yes, two it's, huge stadiums. It's actually out uh, past Turn Three. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you ever watch a race, it's a Turn Three. If you look at, it's in the. The back of it, I believe that's where the uh, soccer stadium is, and yep. the and the Hollywood casinos out there as well. And now that we're talking about going around in circles, I'm going to move this to the other rumor, which Dave, has like a you, little bit of uh, it's like some, you driving uh, around looking for a parking spot, man. It's the same thing, <laughs> just at a, at a much more exciting, faster, louder car. I don't need to look for a parking spot. I just put my old EMS plaque in the window, and they leave me alone. So, with that said. Um, the other uh, thing that we uh, can talk about, when this one may be a little bit of merit. I mean, nothing has been confirmed, but it's, Disney is a business, so surveys of land have been going on over the old uh, river country area, and people are speculating a possible hotel going there. Thoughts? Tim, I'll give you first crack of this one. Well, first, are they actually going to remove the flesh-eating bacteria which dwells there before they decide to try to build a hotel? That'd be the first question, I think. That's no, I think it's going to be part of the by. experience. Huh. They're so, going to do a micro-zoo or something like that. Are they going to call it the Outbreak Resort? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even trying to be a jerk or you know an ass or anything. I just. They. they I know they had a very, very large issue with a lot of uh, with a lot of waterborne problems there. So, I mean, that's. I think that was just because you were actually landing in the river itself, for um, for those attractions. So that's just that regular amoeba that they have in Florida in that way, but. I think if they're going to just develop on there, it, it, you know, they're going to have to drain the swamp anyway and pour down foundations. <laughs> so I don't think that would be an issue. Didn't a bunch of people try to drain the swamp in 2016? It's not working so well right now. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I may live in a blue state. But... <laughs> oh, I, I live I live in a purple state. I, I can't stand any of them. <laughs> I live hey, in a Dave? purple state. I get very, very frustrated and yell at both of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, I'm 50-50 on this one, and I'm going to give you my reasons why. I think it's great that they the rumor is that they want to do something with this land, but the 50 that I'm for it would be great because it's just sitting there abandoned. It's, it's an eyesore. It's prime real estate. Do something with it. However, 
The other 50% where I'm like, I'm against it is, A, there's something very charming about Wilderness Lodge. The way they built the main hotel and the DVC all around it, it's still very quiet. It, it's it, where it's situated on Bay Lake, just where it's situated next to Fort Wilderness. It's got that quiet, woodsy feeling, like that Pac Northwest feeling that I'm afraid if you build another hotel there, A, it might ruin that feeling at Wilderness Lodge, and B, it might ruin that feeling for the people at Fort Wilderness. People that stayed at Fort Wilderness have always said that when you stay at Fort Wilderness, you feel like, and Dave, you stayed in the cabins there. My buddy Justin stayed there uh, with his father in their RV, and you could attest to this more than I've, I've never stayed overnight, but um, they say when you're at Fort Wilderness, you feel like you're in another world. You don't feel like you're in a Disney theme park, and I'm afraid if they build another hotel in between those two properties, you're going to be having more buses coming in, air brakes going off, more boats coming in. You're going to be having... Um, just it's just gonna maybe ruin that that quiet feel that you get right now, and I'm afraid that that is going to, you know, because once that goes away, you you can't replace that. You know, so you can't. Re- yeah, you know, it's, I'm I'm afraid of that. I really want to see him do something with it, because but I don't want to lose that because that corner of the world is kind of nice. That is what's really pleasant about Wilderness Lodge. Like when you're sitting out at Geyser Point, it's nice and quiet. And if you add another hotel there with pools and you know you got a um, you know activity pool stuff like that you know and you got music playing it's like is it really going to be the same kind of feeling you know that's just my opinion so that's how I'm 50-50 on that I think I'm more maybe 70-30 against it you know what you know what you convinced me to be against this one that might be a first yeah, I'm fair I'll call I don't think I can say that anymore. No, I, uh, I, uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go, no, go ahead. No, I just, I, I, I completely agree with both of you. It just, it's, uh, you're, if, if you, if you cut into that, you're going to be taking away from that experience of, uh, of the solitude. That's, uh, that's always been the beauty of, of Fort Wilderness. It's always been the beauty of the Wilderness Lodge. Is you're, you're supposed to be out in the middle of nowhere. You're, you're not supposed to have everything around you. That's, uh. That's that's why, you know, I don't think people care that there's not a monorail attached, or <clears throat> there may not be more more options as far as transportation. It's you're you're supposed to be you're you're supposed to have that solitude. You're supposed to have that break from reality. And like Joe said, if they move in and you know you hear more city noise, well, why why are you there? What what are you paying for? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see them if. You want to throw some more cabins? Fine. Whatever. I mean, those are still kind of quiet, but to add another high-rise hotel, because it seems like most of their properties now they're building are the quote-unquote tower style. Well, what about if they make it more like a sister resort to the uh, wilderness things? I mean, you're still adding more. I mean, because that that butts up so close to Trails End and essentially like the Fort Wilderness itself property. So... I don't know. I'm so against them just like clearing out more land and building more stuff. I mean, I don't know. Still more people. Exactly. And there's nowhere to put these people. To, you know, there's, oh, there be, it's just, there's so many rooms and I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sound like a hipper because I'm a DVC owner, but it's like, how many more resorts do you need? Like, I mean. Yeah, but they're thinking about all them new parking spaces, though. I know, right? I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> all that right. Keep 
Keep Trails End a hidden gem. Don't let more people find out about it. That's a great place to go. Exactly. The other one they need to keep as a hidden gem is Olivia's. And Turf Club. Again. I'm still taking Pat Gennetti to Turf Club. You have have talked me into trying Turf Club. I will will, will treat you to Turf Club. It's my little hidden gem. Love it. There's always great service, and you're in that like 45 minutes. So it's... See, I'm good with that right there. Maybe I'll try it sometime this summer. I'm sure there's people being like, he likes that place? Like, yes, I do. I like that place. Alrighty. And now let's get actually into Disney Summer. So first off, food and wine dates have been announced. The 30th of August to November 12th. I say bring it on. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's just more weekends to spread out the locals. I mean, so somebody who is a quasi-local gives me more weekends to go down there and experience it. It's fun food and wine. I don't go there to get hammered like some people do. I just love tasting the different things I haven't tried before. It's just, I don't know. There's nothing better than food and wine on a nice like summer night. What do you think, Tim? There, there are so many new dishes always to try. I love it. Then you also can revisit old favorites. Uh, now, especially since they've really gotten into uh, the craft beer aspect, pair you know all the pairings have been so much fun to keep an eye on, and it's also been fun to see how they involve the local aspect as opposed to still trying to keep uh, just a regular just a regular American craft f- uh, vibe to it. You it's see, been interesting to see what they've ta- what they've tried. You see, I am not a fan of the whole craft beer thing over there. Now, don't okay. get. I love my craft beer, and, but I think for food and wine, it should be food and wine. If they want to do craft beer, fine, but do an actual craft beer festival. Do like an Americana festival at some time, and really, kind of just like highlight highlight stuff from different states and then do like an do like another food and wine but do it like american food and beer and just basically take that time to really highlight all of the beer and everything don't hide it in food and wine at that point you know you could really shine with your craft beers now from each state you could really do something really creative i kind of think that if we're doing all these festivals anyway, you can just shoehorn another festival in, and that would work very well. I would like to see it like a uh, I, I and Tim, you're like the um, the uh, Cicero expert on our on our team here. Um, I would like to see almost like a 50 states kind of uh, beer fest, like Dave kind of said. Um, take like maybe I don't want to say the best, but take like a microbrew of some sort or get somebody from each state. And have them come in and like do like a local like this. This beer is from California. This is from Wisconsin. This is from New Jersey. This is from Connecticut. You know, kind of taste what like each state has to offer. You know, that that would be kind of cool. But Dave, you could also just call it food and booze now instead of food and wine. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I just kind of figure maybe get back to the whole. You know, I I love I, I love my hops, but honestly, I love the grape too. You know, let the grape shine at that point. No, I mean, I and I I completely agree. I mean, it's. I I would love to see something like that because yes, where I whereas I am enjoying seeing them, including craft beer, including the pairings, you know, really trying, really just uh, highlight how craft beer has become a boom. You know that all that being said, it is 
vastly underrepresented. And some of the brands they've chosen, I mean, doesn't even attempt to scratch the surface of some of the best breweries we have in this country. Uh, even even uh, even some of the best breweries we have uh, just just regionally. I mean, it's you, you see Sweetwater all over the place in the Magic Kingdom, I mean, in uh, the Disney resorts. But you don't see, you know, you, you see Terrapin, but you don't see Creature Comforts. Creature Comforts is probably easily the best brewery in Georgia. You uh, you see a lot of uh, you know you see a lot of Cigar City. Cigar City's great. You don't see anything from Cycle in Peter in St. Petersburg. You don't see anything from Seventh Son in Dunedin. Isn't there isn't uh, there a, isn't there a th- two daughters too? Right. What's that? Two daughters isn't there um, on the West Coast? Two daughters brewing or something like that. Two what? Two daughters. Two daughters. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think it's a area of Florida. Uh, but I mean, you have there. There are so many, so many things you can really offer. I mean, everybody. Unfortunately, when you look at Illinois, everybody looks and oh yeah, Goose Island. <laughs> Goose. I I can tell you right now, living in Illinois, Goose Island. We have around here. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not even a contest. You have places like Pipeworks. You have places like Noon Whistle. You have places like Hot Butcher of the World, uh, Triptych, Distill, Evolution, Three Floyds, that just beat the living heck out of anything Goose Island could even attempt. Thank you, Tim. And now let's get back to our actual promotion for this year, and that is going to be called Incredible Summer at Walt Disney World Resort. So, for Magic Kingdom, it says, Celebrate all things super with the Incredibles as they take over Tomorrowland with incredible offerings for fans of all ages. What does that include, Joseph? Uh, is this a pop quiz or uh, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like from what this says on my screen here is that guests can party with Mr. Incredible, uh, Elastigirl and uh, Frozone from Disney's Pixar's The Incredible and the soon to be blockbuster Incredibles 2. Uh, Edna Mode, the greatest superhero costume designer, will also make her debut appearance, which is kind of cool. Uh, each evening, guests can enjoy a super quote unquote dance party on the Rocket Tower stage. So it, it says that it opens, uh, the movie opens in theaters on June 15, 2018. So I guess they're tying the uh, the theme of this um, party to the launch of the movie, which, you know, is great. I'm a huge Incredibles fan. Uh, it's probably my second favorite behind Cars and Toy Story, maybe third. But um, it sounds like this is something that already goes on in the Magic Kingdom, Dave. I mean, maybe they added, you know, Edna Mode is going to be available now. But she's just gonna like... be. In, she's gonna be at a dance party. It's not like she's even doing meet Anything. and greets. So basically, you just have to kind of just go up to Edna and kind of just like grind on her to get a picture with her for a second, and then listen. The little kids that we see when we walk through Tomorrowland are having a blast dancing with the Incredibles right now. So I guess this will be a continuation of that, um, and I guess this is a blessing for all the parents out there of children when they are dancing at eight o'clock at night that their kids will sleep because they're exhausted. That will exactly. definitely be a big bonus. So basically it's just something that they already do that they're sticking a new uh, name on. It is kind of cool to see Edna in the parks. Now I do wish that it would be a um, meet and greet because it would be pretty cool to just come up with her and just put on a Superman cape and just have her like bust out on you. 
Oh yeah, you, you know, need the no capes thing. You definitely right. need it. By the way, can anyone hear me? We yeah, we got you. you. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's always good. <laughs> and this is actually one of those movies I'm actually like looking forward to the release of. Like, I actually like The Incredibles. Like, I'm I will go see this in the theaters when it opens that opening weekend. Like, I'm. It's just a funny. It's a great movie. It's a great uh, series of films. I think it's going to be. I hope they keep making them. I mean, the first one was fantastic. The so. the first Incredibles had a had a very. Conry like Conry era Bond feel, which is what I loved. I mean, my my father and I we watched it and it was like we uh, you know we both kind of looked at each other. Do, does this really feel like a kind of a? Does it really feel like we're watching Doctor No or Goldfinger? Well, I, mean, I think it, it's it, it's the score. It's the score they used for the movie. It made, definitely made it feel that way. In my opinion. So score one from the Magic Kingdom. See what I did there? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's a nice play on words there. Exactly. Man. Because if the Magic Kingdom scores, in this case, at Epcot, they come up short. Epcot, not too much of a fan of this. Bust a move with Star-Lord, Gamora, and an alien band playing music from Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Volume Mix 1 and 2. I like awesome, awesome mix, but honestly, this just meh. Oh, that's a big man. Yeah. I was waiting for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely a we reached this point and there was much there was much adulation. Yay! This is just I guess giant. something to put into American Gardens <laughs> theater so that they don't have to have that uh, really bad acapella group that was performing for a while. Uh, I, don't, I, was, I, don't know. I was gonna say, did the Beach Boys and Chubby Checker cancel? Is that why they're? I don't even know what I have to say about this one. <laughs> I really don't. I honestly, though, I will say one thing: I rather see, I rather see this than some of the has-beens that they have at uh, uh, the uh, what is it? The what to the, the beat summer the beat, concert yeah. series? Eat to the beat, or the sum, or the summer concert series that they have, or. Even the, uh, it's not flower power anymore, whatever whatever it is. I mean, honestly, when it comes down to this, I'd rather see this than Hanson. Oh, God. I don't know, this... man. Hanson reminds me of my high school days. <laughs> you know, it's like, hmm, Star-Lord and Gamora or David Cook. Star-Lord I don't know, man. Gamora. I might take hmm. Hanson over that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to me, it's. I agree. I mean, don't you know? It's 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 Walt Disney World. Don't turn you know. Don't turn that pavilion into into basically a cheap state fair to where it's oh tonight only thirty eight special and Taylor Dane. It's like wow, oh, great. Do I Taylor get you say? Do, do I get a Corona Tall Boy for four bucks to do this too? I think it turned into a state fair once they put in uh, what's that one? Uh, Sugar Ray, you know. It's like oh god, he's, he's their big one at the end of the. He's just at the end. I don't know. I just for me when they put in that, all that it went out the window. See what I did there, Sugar Ray. I like that. Very like well, well done. Thank you, Sugar Ray. Smash Mouth, Limp Biscuit. They all sound the same. Whatever they are. Yeah. I just kick it over Taylor Dane. <laughs> <laughs> I just right, I rattled right, off right. like that came out of left field. That came out of left field. Loved it. <laughs> I, I just I said Taylor Dane because Georgia Satellite didn't come into my head first. That's why. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dave, what's next? <laughs> All right. So then we have Disney's Animal Kingdom. 
Be a part of the park's 20th anniversary as you join Donald Duck and his many friends for a new experience in Dino Land, USA, among other offerings, which I'm about to pull up on Off Disney's website, but it's being a little bit of a uh, slow uh, turn tonight, I guess, since I'm on recording. My phone can't handle Wi-Fi. So does anybody have this one up? Well, I have one here where it says uh, guests can discover new a new bird species from around the world at the new uh, Explorers Meetup, a great bird adventure, which will star uh, senior wilderness explorer Russell and his furry friend Doug. So I guess that it took uh, Flights of Wonder, that Flights of Wonders place yes. in the Animal Kingdom, mm, which yes. was awesome, like an incredible show. Um, I mean, I'm a fr- I'm a fan of Russell and Doug. I think they're kind of cool, the characters. Um, I just don't know how this is going to work out as a full theater show, but we'll see, I guess. I mean, I mean, anytime I you can have characters is good, be, but yeah. I just I assume mean, it's going to be the same flights of wonder show that probably just do a segment with the characters just to kind of just shoehorn them in. But which I think is kind of cool. I, I yeah. want more characters in the shows, but the, the birds shows are amazing there. Like, honestly, if you go to animal kingdom guys and you don't, take in like some of these, these shows with the birds like I know they have it right by the tree of life they'll bring like some of the uh, the parrots out and stuff like that absolutely incredible oh like, yeah just take five minutes and just like you know you watch them eat the wood and like fly all over the, it's just it's unbelievable like lights of wonder well special yeah I mean it really is it's something that like we always say everybody's just running from attraction to attraction take the extra time when you're in animal kingdom to see some of the, like walk down some of the nature paths and see like the gorilla exploration trails and the, the all the bird uh you know the, the bird uh, exhibits and stuff like that like they're there's really fascinating stuff they put a lot of thought and detail into um you know so i hope that this new uh thing with doug and russell that kind of i hope it's kind of uh, it takes it to the next level so we'll, i guess we'll see i learned something watching that show uh because they feature a bald eagle that was uh injured in it, and I didn't realize that bald eagles are uh, native in that area, and they basically fly around the Florida swamps. I, I thought that they were just more of a northern phenomenon, and they actually um, have a, a viable population of bald eagles in the central Florida area. I did not know that. Yeah, I was quite, um, I was quite impressed. I maybe not impressed. I was quite intrigued to know that because, you know, you see you see these eagles flying uh, over Disney a lot, but I just assumed they were a different species. I couldn't really see the actual head of them and everything. But there is quite a few bald eagles in that area. So. And, and Dave, the uh, second offering there is is the park will also launch a Dinotastic celebration, in which Donald Duck takes over Dinoland USA in a new character celebration. So. I guess if it's another way for you to see Donald Duck in Animal Kingdom, that's cool. As long as he's I wearing like a different outfit. So, Well, he has to take pictures. off the tinfoil hat at one point. I, I think the Animal Kingdom is a great place to do it. And the the shows over there, like like Joe said, they're they're fantastic. They're, the, the animal attractions may be few and far between, but the shows and the exhibits are second to none. I mean, if you're if you, if you're not taking a walk through the Maharaja Jungle Trek, if you're not taking a walk through uh, Gorilla Falls, if you're not at least going out to just if you haven't taken at least one visit out to Rafiki's Planet Watch to see you know the Animal Hospital out there and everything they're doing the Conservation Center, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, they they do such a good job. Uh, these 
I'm, I'm lucky enough to be not too far from two phenomenal zoos in Brookfield Zoo in Chicago and the St. Louis Zoo, obviously, in St. Louis. And two zoos that are very, very highly rated with the, uh, the AZA. And it's these, you can tell, a lot, of these, a lot of these newer zoos, these newer exhibits, the newer enclosures they're doing, they were based on what Disney was doing in 1998. They're fantastic. They're phenomenal. And it's, it's, it's as close as you're going to be able to see a tiger or a gorilla in its natural habitat the way it is. I'm just curious why they're not doing more for the anniversary this year. Maybe because they're just focused on Toy Story opening up in the summer. But I think that I think that's the case. I mean, and it's a shame I have even a no park. interest in even going to the dedication. I mean, you know, all it's right. not like it's not like Epcot 35, Dave. I, I know I was there, so I was there for Epcot 30. And <laughs> get over yourself. <laughs> I all will right. be there for Epcot 50. I'm going to be there for that because I was there when it opened and I will be there for 50. They'll wanna, charge wanna, you for parking then. I want to put this out there though. There were some rumors going around about um, they're working on the new show to replace Illumination. So whenever the last date for Illumination comes up, I'm hoping you guys we can get a little Mickey Dudes weekend down there to see the last viewing of Illumination's Reflections of Earth. I would definitely be in on that because that is by far and away my favorite oh, it's, show I would do done. that amazing I mean I'm going to definitely miss it the oh, fireworks yeah. the soundtrack everything It's I can't get enough of it It's and it, what shows like 20 something years old already was it 99 Dave Tim 98 99 I think so I mean it's it it's was still, definitely before my time yeah it's it's still not old yeah. I can't get enough the of it I still yeah, walk out with a smile so a senior in college I believe so, so yeah 99 yeah just saw some of those rumors that they were working on the uh you know, some of the technology with the supposedly using drones and this and that. So the end is coming near for our illuminations, but definitely would be down for that. So throwing that out there. I don't think that they're going to do it in the summer. If they were going to do it in the summer, it would already have been announced. I, I heard 2019 is, is the rumor. So well, we'll see. I guess by that point, they'll have made enough money uh, on parking to basically finance more fireworks. So That's true. Got to pay for those drones somehow. So. Exactly. All right, so we talked last week about the uh, event going on at Typhoon Lagoon, so I kind of want to just gloss over that. I kind of feel, though, that if they're doing an incredible summer promotion, I kind of feel that they're missing out on an opportunity to have an event at Blizzard Beach because you could do the whole Frozone thing with the whole Blizzard Beach idea and just, like, like last year, they had it like a, an Olympic-style event with Olaf and, and Kristoff. I'm sure that they could do something where they could work Frozone into Blizzard Beach. And the fact that they haven't even attempted to do that intrigues me and kind of annoys me at the same time because that's a golden opportunity right there. You know what I just thought about is that like they still don't charge for parking at uh, Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. So you could park your car at Blizzard Beach and transfer to a resort hotel bus from there. Just saying. Uh-huh. You could just say that you were going to Winter Summerland. That is true. Yes. Winter Summerland I'm going to be personally responsible for Disney like collecting parking fees everywhere. Sorry. Uh, You've been Quattrochi blocked. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> As the kids no, say. I, I've... No, I, I, I've, uh, I, I think that would be a great idea, but then again, it's sometimes even Disney decides to kind of rein it back and realize, you know what, maybe 
you know, let's let's uh, let's only fry so many fish at a time. And I think they maybe would be doing something like that if they weren't if they weren't opening Toy Story, if they weren't working on Star Wars Land, if they weren't still trying to you know do something for the 20th anniversary. There's there's just there's a lot of irons in the fire, and I think. <clears throat> I, I hate to say it, I mean, Frozone, yes, I, I love him and I think it'd be a great thing, but trying to set aside something like that for maybe a character with marginal interest, you may not, uh, you know, you may not get the results desired. Understandable. I can see that. All right, and finally, uh, I don't think we're leaving the best for last on this one. It just happens to work out last. Uh, Toy Story Land is opening up in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Me, I'm indifferent. I think it's going to be your cookie cutter uh, type uh, rides, almost like Chester and Hester in that way. I've been to Toy Story Land in Paris. It was meh. Slinky Dog. It's a glorified Barnstormer. Barnstormer. Meh. Flying saucers. Okay. They they have their charm. Woody's lunchbox. Another quick service. Other than that, you know what? I'll be on Tower Terror. Hey, Dave, do you think it's going to be, or and Tim, do you guys think it's going to be almost like a Pandora where you're going to walk in, it's like two attractions, and you're going to be like, okay, and then you're just going to walk out? I, I sure hope not because I I love the Toy Story franchise. That's fantastic. I, I love the Toy Story franchise. See, I love Buzz it. Lightyear. I love Zerg. I love Rex. You know, Ham, Slinky Dog. I mean, I I I've, I am a I am just a huge huge Toy Story fan uh, to the point of where my wife and I uh, we actually bought the Nintendo Wii version of Toy Story Midway Mania so we could practice, so we could see <laughs> wow. how we could one-up each other. Oh, yes. I, it, that gets competitive. I mean, it's a... Okay, you stay on your side, I stay on mine. Don't interfere with my shooting. Oh, yeah, it, it, gets, it gets cutthroat, it gets competitive, uh, and, yeah, there's... I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that most of the time I come away with the victory, but to also be fair, my wife usually waxes me on uh, on Buzz Lightyear. She usually she, she usually comes out better on Buzz Lightyear when it comes to uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. I get lucky. Yeah, I mean, it's just it sounds good. Um, like I said, I love the franchise as well. Um, like I said, I'm glad Slinky Dog's getting his day, like you know, getting some love. You know, Rex is great. Um, and they're just advertising, I don't know, it just seems like they're advertising, like they're advertising, oh, a third track. Well, Toy Story Mini already had a third track, you know, and like they're advertising Slinky Dog and the Alien Swing Saucers, which, you know, it's kind of similar to the stuff like, I think it's similar to, was it Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, Dave, out in uh, Cars Land? I think it's going to be like a similar ride to that. Um, I just hope that there's more to see than just those things. Like, for example, Dave, when we're in Universal, right? I love going to Springfield. I could spend like hours inside Springfield, just like going into the Quickie Mart, walking around, uh, going in to get something to eat, you know, like the bug getting a buzz cola. You know what I mean? Like there's a bunch of little things. I really hope that like 
this lane has that same kind of feel where it's not just the two attractions and stuff to look at. I hope there's like other things to see as well that really make you feel immersive, kind of like Springfield is to me and in, in Universal, just using that as a comparison. See, I don't find Springfield immersive. I'm, just, I'm a huge Simpsons guy. so I, I am just... too. I, lo- I love the Simpsons and I can have conversations and, and uh, Simpsons quotes. I just kind of feel like it's like, you know, you it's it's a walkthrough. It's a small, it's a very small area, and I just I just don't find it immersive. Where because I guess my sight lines, I can see the rest of the park through it, across the lagoon and everything. I don't feel like okay. Well, when I walk into Pandora, I'm immersed in Pandora. I'm not True. immersed when you walk into Diagon Alley. You're immersed. In the I Wizarding think, World of Harry Potter, you're not. I think using the word "immerse" was probably the it was probably the wrong word. But you know what I'm saying? Like just maybe there's a lot of little detail. Oh yeah, even like no. the restaurants and the shops. Maybe that's what I, I meant to to really say. And I really hope that like when you go into you know, um, to like to, you know, into like Andy's backyard into like you know Woody's lunchbox that like they have some of those like details. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that there's more than just the attractions on the surface and just walking through. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. That, I'm sure, is going to be the case, because it is Disney in that way. And we'll see. It'll be exciting. Yes. And with that, gentlemen, let's go around and tell everybody where they can be found. Tim, where can you be found? We lost Tim, so you can find Tim at plain underscore Tim on the Twitter machine. Joseph, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JoeQuat. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com.com. Came and talked tonight. DVC Roundtable show over there talking on DVC. So. Excellent. You can find me on Instagram at Asteridge and on Twitter and Instagram at Figments Reality. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed our show. Have a magical day. exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon